The Old Testament examples are given as an admonishment to show us what they did wrong and what they did that was right so that we may learn from their examples. When God sent them in to take possession of the land which he had given them, they had to overcome the people of that land to take their land. It's identical with us today. Whatever our assignment is, people are already there usually doing evil and we overcome their evil by following God and doing what he tells us to do in the situation at hand. This is a brief history of the people of God on the other side of Jordan. God promised Abraham that his seed would inherit the land. Moses was raised up as one to lead them out of the bondage of Egypt. In the wilderness, they searched out the land. They were sent by God to search out the land and see what it looked like. And it was exceedingly good. But there were giants in the land. Only Caleb and Joshua had a good heart toward God. And Caleb rose up when they were saying there were giants in the land and they couldn't do it. They couldn't take the land. Caleb rose up and said, we are well able. Why? Because God was on their side. When you know that God is for you, who can be against you? When you know he's assigned you the role as a wife and mother. How can you fail? When you know as a father, he has assigned you the role of leading your children in a godly way. It's not a matter of teaching them how to gain possessions through cheating, through cheating on their taxes, through other dishonesties by getting ahead by their own flesh and the will of the flesh, it is a matter of teaching them that their God is the creator of heaven and earth and he will help you and show you what to do. You are well able to overcome through God and that's what this teaches. John 1, verses 1 and 2. In the beginning was the Word. The Word. What Word have you heard from God? As you've gone along in life, God, by His Spirit who lives in you, has spoken the Word to you to show you what to do. Can you remember times when God has instructed you? For it's very valuable to us if we will stop and remember those times and see that power of God working on our behalf. We should never fail. 
Only through disbelief do you fail. Joshua and Caleb believed God. When Caleb was 85 years old and they were distributing the land they had conquered, at 85 years old, he said, Give me this mountain. I want another mountain to conquer. Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, Present yourself to God a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. As a born-again Christian, a servant of God, it's reasonable for us to offer ourselves to God daily. What would you want me to do today? Please show me what I should do. And then following God by his spirit who dwells in you. 1 Corinthians 3.16 Know ye not that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? He dwells in us to bring to our mind the will of God in problems of this present life. He reminds us of everything in the Word of God. He guides us into all truth about the issue. He brings to our mind statements to show us what is true. For example, we had two men, handy men, doing work for us at the house. And their work was excellent. And we were going to give them more work for the basement's not finished yet. And we were going to have them redo the basement, which would have been a nice amount of money for them to earn. There was just one problem. After they did the first job, they disappeared. Pam tried to call them. They didn't answer the phone. She left messages for them. They didn't call us back. Now, what kind of person is that? Would you really trust that person? I told you that the Holy Spirit reminds us of things that have happened to show us what's going on. We didn't know what was going on with these two guys. They seemed just great while they were working for us. And then they wouldn't answer the telephone they wouldn't return phone calls. They just left, disappeared. I was reminded by God of something that happened several years before. I had some men who came a 100 miles to bring me some sound equipment, and they installed the sound equipment. While they were doing the installation, they kept having to go out to the mailbox and smoke. But the problem is, after they smoked, they came into my room, sat down in front of the fireplace, and just stared into the fireplace. It was July. Now, what's happened to these guys? They were out at my 
mailbox not smoking cigarettes. They were smoking dope. And God reminded me of these two guys to show me the truth about the handymen who were now appearing and disappearing. Pam felt very nervous about them. If you do not have peace about somebody, you have to get rid of them. You can't work with someone like that when you are in charge. See, we have all these advantages to overcome that we overcome through God. Not through our own wisdom, but through things that God shows us. So in the beginning was the Word. The Word is the Word. It's spoken to us by God, by the Holy Spirit, brought to our mind the living Word of God to show us what to do in situations of this life. How can we fail if we turn to God with the situation and ask him to show us what's going on? He will. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give us to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him a promise of God. How can you fail when you have God's wisdom. You can't. You could fail on your own wisdom by reasoning it out and doing all the speculating that people do. But if you hear from God, it's true. I fell at my house in Texas in 2018 when I was 81. There was no way I could get to a telephone. I had broken a hip. I had broken a left hand. I finally turned onto the side of the right hip, which wasn't broken. I tried to crawl to the phone. There wasn't any way I could do it. I, the pain was so bad, I almost passed out. And then God spoke a word to me. Do you recognize the voice of God when he speaks? We should. I immediately knew it was God speaking to me, and what he said is this. You can do this. And because of that, I began trying to crawl again to the phone. It took me four and a half hours to get six feet to the phone, but I got there and called for help. Why? Not because of me, because God gave me a word that I could do that. It's always based on the word. It's based on what you hear from God about the matter at hand. So John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. He didn't have building materials to create the heaven and earth. When God said, let there be light, the word created the light. All things were made by him. 
but there wasn't anything that he built from. It was created by the Word. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And in the Word is the life. When he speaks a word to me, it changes everything. No, I couldn't do it, but he could. And I did it through him, through the word that he gave me to show me the truth of the matter. In Hebrews 11.3, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. He didn't go out to the store and buy the materials. There were no materials. God spoke, it was created. And as it was created, it was perfect. God created the sun to rule over the day, the moon to rule overnight. And he told them to stay in place in the solar system. He created the waves that come up on the beach, but they can only come to a certain point on the beach. One of the Psalms tells us this. He controls everything. He created it. He controls it. Man disobeyed. But it was perfect in the beginning. It had everything man needed to sustain life. But man had one thing, a desire to know good from evil and to be as God, not a servant of God, but to be God. And that caused man to be corrupt. He didn't want to hear from God. He wanted to be his own God. And that was the fall of Eve. When the serpent came to her. Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God hath made. And the serpent said to the woman, this is like the devil said to the woman, Hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Do you see how twisted this question was from the devil? Hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree? No, God didn't say you couldn't eat of every tree. But immediately he plants a doubt. The devil is always twisted. Jesus says there's no truth in him. So he'll say to you, your husband is having an affair with this woman. Is that the Holy Spirit or is it the devil speaking? The devil brings trouble to our lives. When we believe him and act upon what he says, 
Frankly, all hell breaks loose in our life. In John 10.10, it says, My sheep hear my voice, and they won't listen to the voice of a stranger, but they'll flee from the stranger. The devil comes to destroy us with his suspicions and his thoughts, but Jesus comes to give us life and life more abundantly. So when we have those negative thoughts that the devil will bring, what do we do? Submit yourself to God in prayer. What about this? What's the truth of this? What about this idea? If you lack wisdom, it says, let him ask of God, who abradeth not and giveth to all men liberally, James 1.5, and it shall be given him. You have a promise of God that he will give you wisdom when you ask him. But one of the problems of humans, they want to do it themselves. Be wise in their own eyes. Why? They want the praise of men. You want those other people to see you as someone wise. Sanctifying God in his sight is telling the people what God has done in your life. They don't want to hear that. I have found church people mostly don't want to hear that. They want to think I'm wise. They want to think they're wise. They want to think the human can do it apart from God. Well, this was really the downfall of Eve. She wanted to be as God, knowing good from evil. So the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the trees of the garden. But of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it. Then she added something to the word of God to make it even better. Neither shall you touch it. Well, it's hard to eat of it if you don't touch it. She was being wise in her own eyes. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. God didn't say that. She added to the word of God. Then she couldn't believe God because she knew part of what she said was not from God. You can't stand against the wiles of the devil when you change the word God has given you and set up another word. The devil is always very twisted in what he says. I'll give you this example. One of the people in our church group bought a little dog, and God had told the person to buy a dog, get a dog. Now is the time to get a dog. She missed the word now, and Having to be perfect over the dog, she researched all the dogs available, and it took her from 
approximately November when she heard, now is the time to get a dog until four or five months later to actually get the dog. The first step you make with the word now is the time to get a dog is you go out immediately and get a dog. I wouldn't wait because he said now is the time. But it was polluted from the beginning. That's what human beings do with the word of God. Change something. When you have the word of God in front of you, Keep it in front of you. Write it down. Look at the Word of God. See what it really says. If it's now is the time to get a dog, that doesn't mean four months later. It means now, right now. There's another woman in our church group. Her husband had a stroke, a small stroke, and fell a couple of times. And she was terrified. I mean, I know she would have had to have been. And mistakes were made along the way. She began pleading with God for the salvation of her husband based on the fact that he had been such a good person. He had been so kind to his mother. He'd been such a good person. Please save him. None of us are saved by our own goodness. We are saved by God showing us that we have sinned. And then we repent. But she forgot those scriptures or somehow missed them. That none is good but God. She had also forgotten about something that husband had done before she was born again. She had been married before, had two children by her first husband. She became pregnant by the second husband. He wanted her to have an abortion. It's incredible, but he didn't want his own child. Yes, he was good to his stepchildren, but he killed, murdered his own child. Now, something's wrong. And she failed to pray the thing that would really work. For God had given her a dream showing her that her husband was reading the Bible. This is really hopeful. This is your basis for salvation. That you're reading the Bible. Please make this happen. So see, there's the direction the prayer should be, not the goodness of the husband and how he deserves salvation, for none of us deserve salvation. We are saved because we are sinners and need to be saved, and we recognize that. So she just got terribly off. She had apparently been listening to thoughts of devils which were twisted because she was twisted. And the same thing with the woman who bought the dog. She was very twisted. I was very concerned about her. She was going to go out after midnight to meet the plane to pick up the guy 
who was delivering the dog from California. The airport in Lubbock, Texas, is in a very isolated rural area of the city. It's 12 miles north of the city, out in the country. I have even had trouble getting there during the daylight, let alone at night. And this woman has lots of trouble with directions. But she was going to go out after midnight and pick up this dog. I was concerned about her, and I called on God, and I said, please give us a plan. Please help her to get out there safely and to get back home safely. And I instantly heard, have her rent a car service to take her out to the airport. They would take her up to the terminal. She wouldn't be walking at night through parking lots. He would wait for her at the curb. She would get in the car with the dog, and he would drive her to her front door of her house. I was completely relieved with the plan. I told her the plan that I had heard from God. The next thing I knew, she had completely changed the plan. She said, I don't need anyone to drive me to the airport. I will drive the guy bringing the dog, and I will have the car, and we'll take him to his hotel. And then I'll hire a driver. She didn't like to get up in the mornings. I'll hire hire a driver to pick him up at the hotel and take him back to the airport. This guy, being number one, an adult man, had had experience delivering these dogs all over the United States. He knew how to get to the airport. I was absolutely furious with her for changing the plan that I'd heard from God. But when she saw that, she went back to the plan I'd heard from God. But that's what people do. I don't need this. I can do it another way. God knows what is safe. He gives us plans. Follow them. Do it exactly. But that's where we get into so much trouble, being wise in our own eyes. I would be terrified to hear from God and change the plan. I was basically raised on one scripture, Psalm 111, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That means you've heard a plan from God. Don't change it. Do it. Have God in awe. He gave you the plan. Stick with it. But this is what the sin of Eve was. She wanted to be wise in her own eyes, not needing God at all. She was capable of doing it. And what she said to the serpent, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave it also unto her husband with her, 
and he did eat, and the downfall of all men came through that disobedience. By one man the downfall came, and by one man, Jesus Christ, salvation came. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Anytime we try to be wise in our own eyes and have people praise us, because that's a basic motivation to be wise in your own eyes, I did this, and have people admire you. Now listen to this whole scripture, Psalm 111, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. But she wanted to be praised for her own wisdom. And most humans are that way. They want to be praised for what they did. And they fail to sanctify God in the sight of the people around them because they don't want to say, God showed me to do this thing. I put in a wood-burning fireplace and removed my gas line. And one of my friends thought it was such a good plan. It was so wonderful to have that wood burning. And I did too. I happened to overhear her tell someone else about it. And she said, oh, Joan put in a wood burning fireplace at her house. And it is so nice. It's so nice that she did this. And I went up to them. I said, now, wait a minute. God told me I could do this. God authored it, not me. Well, nobody seemed to want to hear that. Humans want to be wise in their own eyes and have friends that are wise and admire other people. That's the root of Eve and the deception. Turn from your wisdom. Begin to ask God what to do. Depend on him. Keep James 1.5 in front of you constantly so that you may remember to turn to God and do it and do what he says. Do everything he says. Lay down your wisdom and take on God's wisdom. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.